I'm still feeling under the weather. <laughs> Every Christmas, I tend to or uh, seem to get uh, colder flu from family and this year was no exception sounds like it's been going around everywhere with everybody I haven't seen anybody really since or other than family in the last I don't know two weeks and you can hear it in my voice I had uh, really low energy for probably three days I guess and then uh, body aches like back aches which was weird and then um, yeah just fatigue mainly and then this congestion now but uh, my wife she was out she, she was completely bedridden for i think two full days and um one of my daughters was bedridden for i think a couple of days as well and then um the other one was uh well she was out of commission for three days i think anyway everybody we know has been ill so I'm pushing my way through it like I always do. I don't. Uh, at least I'm getting fresh air. Like I didn't get as bad as everybody else in the family. I think mainly that's the reason. Otherwise, working probably too hard and adding too much stress to my body to fully fight it off. Because I was cutting firewood and uh, stacking firewood for the bunch of days leading up to the snow that we've got now. So I'm not getting not uh, <laughs> not resting properly. Anyway, um. Welcome back to the cabin. If you're new to the channel, my name is Sean James and I'm the owner, I guess, of my self-reliance. And uh, this year, this is the year that I'm, I've decided, especially on this channel, I'm just going to talk a lot more about self-reliance and becoming more self-reliant as a person, family, and community. And why I think it's important, really important this year and probably for the next five or ten years, especially like compared to the last 50 years of my life. I'm 53. And uh, what I'm doing to continue on our path to self-reliance, but also what I recommend if I was just starting out. And I did start out. So my background is that uh, when I was young, like a teenager, I used to spend a lot of time in the woods. So we lived in a small town on the north end of that town there was a uh, a rural community a rural uh, township and i'd walk into that township and well starting i guess at 15 i got my hunting license so i started hunting back in there or 16 i guess when you could legally hunt alone but i grew up building shelters and sleeping in them and even as i don't know when i would have done that first maybe 10 years old sleeping in the woods mile from the house so i spent a lifetime um uh, in the woods but when i was late teen bought a piece of property and uh, built a cabin on it on an island not a log cabin just a little stick frame 10 foot probably 10 by 10 cabin or 8 by 10 or something and i don't have any pictures of that that was well before digital cameras i think my mom might have pictures of that place actually because she went up one week with my niece before i sold it and uh yeah, spent a week there, I think. No no utilities. There's nothing on the island other than this little cabin. I didn't even have an outhouse. Anyway, sold that. And then at 19, bought a mainland uh, piece of property with my sister, five and a half acres. And she ended up walking away from it. So I ended up with it alone. So I built a cabin there with the intent of moving and living there forever. But my parents had other ideas for me. And they came and got me out of the bush after three months. Uh, but I built this log cabin. 
and I really wanted to continue uh, and I always wanted to get back to that life but then I met my wife and had kids and so on and then 20 years later finally got back to this lifestyle so back to building cabins log cabins and uh, living in the woods so uh, full circle living what I think of as my dream life right now and I've done somewhat well financially during those 20 years and then had some rough years really rough years and then got back on my feet and now not uh retired like i couldn't um i don't have enough savings to retire like i said i'm only 53 so i don't have enough money to to even invest and live on the uh, interest off those investments so i have to continue to earn an income and hence this was not intentional but youtube is uh, became my sole source of income and it's uh, what i've been living off of recently but um point being that i've lived really poorly i started this life off poor i came back to it uh, somewhat poor and now i'm doing well again and i'm able to start accruing uh, things that are making it easier to live this life and when i say this life my I do have, like I said, a wife and two daughters, and um, and I built a, or we built a house uh, four years ago, at the beginning of COVID, uh, for the family, and while I was building this alone. So I was building this alone and then working on that. Uh, actually, when we started that, my wife and I were living in the cabin, and then we were uh, building the, that home for the family, and then COVID hit, and the whole family moved into it, sleeping on the floor and showering out of a bucket and everything. So that was really interesting. Uh, part of our lives, but um, everybody's kind of moved on. Still have that homestead and uh, all the infrastructure that I started building there still exists, like the garden and the workshop, and the uh, maple syrup, um, maple sugar bush, um, that cellar, the shed with the cellar. So that's still all there. And in the meantime, like I said, while I was working on that, we used some uh, subcontractors for, for a lot of the uh, house construction. Um, but I had to do all the interior framing and all the wood, it's all wood walls. We don't like drywall and didn't want drywall and didn't want to hire a drywaller. So it's completely wood and stone inside, just basically like this. So that's sort of the family home, but I'm still trying to get this place 100% finished so that this is livable so that we can choose, my wife, I, wife and I can choose where, where to live. Um, my girls have moved down closer to the city and they're kind of starting their adult lives down there. So. They're le less of a factor, but it's always in the back of my mind that with all that's going on in the world, um, I think they're going to end up back and that the infrastructure that I'm setting up and all the food systems that I've been setting up, sustainable food systems are going to benefit them and their families as well. So that's why I'm working so hard. Um, the point I wanted to make, though, like I said about um, not having money, if you go back to when I start off and then when I start off again, that first cabin, for example, um, I was donated some of the materials, but even if I wasn't, the entire cost, if I had bought those those cedar posts, those 12-foot cedar logs that I used for that cabin, I think there's a video that I did on that, if I recall, I think it was $6,300, I figured the entire cost of that cabin was, and the land was 50000 for 20 acres. Now, that's not something I could have afforded although with a mortgage i guess i could have when i was younger because i did have a forty-six thousand dollar property so yeah the 50 grand plus the 6300 was the total cost of that and then when we had neighbor issues sold it at a really 
crazy profit margin and that was not intentional um, just the way the market worked out when we had the neighbor issues and we had already bought the two other properties this one and the other one as hunting properties or future investment properties enabled and we're kind of we're able then to transition really quickly into two new homesteads and leave the old one behind um, but again back to that financial part that I'm trying to say is that I would because I've been broke I started off uh, building things and living really really cheaply frugally and kind of adding things as I needed them or as I wanted them or as I um, wanted to make my life a little bit easier so for, for example I bought a tractor recently so I you know, did without that and I could continue to do without that but now that I'm getting older it's nice to have a piece of equipment that I can use to help build the other buildings that I have to build but especially do the logging around here you know, for firewood and lumber and habitat improvement so that's um sort of the backstory but I wanted to make the point that to start off with self-reliance um, or to be start become more independent and self-reliant and uh, uh, self-sufficient there's you really have to take care of basic needs and then start adding incrementally onto that so one of the things I thought of if I, okay, if I was starting off right now let's say I was a young man I didn't have a family and I wanted uh, to start pursuing this path and I couldn't afford the land a couple things and I mentioned this on a podcast recently I would work really hard I, that's basically how I got uh, my first, very first property when I was in my teens working construction when everybody else was doing little retail jobs in fact my summer or pre-summer job at that time I was making five dollars an hour working at a gas station and then five bucks an hour working doing um uh, what do you call it? Uh, haying during the hang season in June, and uh, working at a driving range, picking up golf balls, driving a tractor around. So I was like 16, I guess, 17, 16, 15, something like that. But anyway, when I was 17, I started working in construction in, some, in the summers, making, I think, it's a long time ago now, but I think I was making 12.50 or something an hour. So I was able to start accumulating money really quickly. And then I basically dropped out of school at 18 and work, started working full-time. So I was able to pay for a lifestyle, pay for uh, land and, and uh, hunting and fishing equipment and stuff like that pretty quickly. But um, when I moved to that cabin, I thought I could live off the land. I was really naive, despite the fact that I'd spent a lot of time in the woods and I'd, a lot of time in the woods and I've been hunting and fishing since I was like four or five years old fishing um i thought i could live off the land so i brought a shotgun and a dog a golden retriever and had no money um, and i bought a bunch of bags of rice and cases of tuna so that was i thought just gonna be supplemental feed but it ended up being my primary food so um what i would do now if i was in that position and even if I was living in the city and just living in an apartment and working in a typical job, I would want now, especially with the impending maybe wars or maybe uh, cyber attacks, maybe just grid down situations or pandemic uh, situations again, anything like that, I'd want to have enough food on hand that I could survive for at least a month without having to go out or without having to spend money because it's also inflation, really high food prices and also scarcity and times like we had four years ago so what I would do 
is buy at least one pail of a few things. So five gallon pail, you can fit 40, 30, 40, 50 pounds, depending on what it is, of food in each of these five gallon buckets. I would buy rice, 40, 40 or 50 pounds of rice, which is enough, literally enough calories for one person for an entire month. So one five gallon pail, an entire month's worth of food. I would buy um, probably bags, smaller bags, but dried beans. I'd fill that five gallon pail with, with dried beans as well, which again is about enough calories for one person for one month. So just the beans alone. So combine the bean and the rice and you basically have a complete meal uh, that'll sustain you. And it would be enough then for two months because one month per bucket. If you added a uh, 50 gallon, 50 pound or 40, sure about the math exactly. Say 40 pounds, so five gallon pail anyway, of oat groats. So not crushed oatmeal or rolled oats, but the whole oat. Like when you buy it, to, like in a, if you go to the feed store and buy a bag, it comes, you can buy it different ways, but you can buy it just as whole oats to feed livestock. Uh, you can buy it like that for human consumption as well. When it's only hulled like that, it's not processed, it will last, it could last 25 years if you keep moisture and air out of it. So that is another 50,000 calories or 60,000 calories, enough again to survive for a month. And when I say survive, I mean it's enough calories to survive. But if you're working hard and if you're a male of, you know, say 180 pounds, plus uh, body weight, then you're probably going to burn more calories than that. But anyway, you could live on that and anyone else in your family. Because if you do have a family and you're watching this and you have you know, a wife or daughter or daughters or uh, sons or a uh, girlfriend or whatever, a boyfriend, depending on who's watching this, then uh, you know, always try to provide for them as well. So beans, this is, well, you've seen what I have just, Here's some the seller video up here, and I'll put it in the description below as well. But if you go there, you'll see that we have, I've got, uh, my wife and I have now, what do we have 60, 60 pills, maybe more than that. And each one of those, like I said, is a month for a person. So we've, I figured 20 pills per month per person. So we had 40 pails for the two of us, and then we had enough for the girls as well. And that's on top of all the meat. So on top of that, if you had a freezer, a pound per person of meat would also provide a month's worth of calories if you had 50 pounds <laughs> so we have enough meat on hand this year because it was had a very successful hunting season so downstairs in the freezer and the, and the other freezer and the other cellar or in that that shed with the solar power the solar panels on it got enough uh, meat for four of us for the year so that starts adding up. Now, what the other things we have down there in the cellar here and in the other homestead in the cellar is, uh, so we've got rice, beans, hard wheat, which is, um, again, if you buy it whole, so they call it uh, wheat berries, but it's just the full seed. That will last almost forever. Uh, so we've got full pails of that. Full pails of soft wheat, which is what you would use for baking. So the hard wheat would be for bread, which we make sourdough bread with. And the um, soft wheat would be for baking. We have uh, some quinoa like that. Oh, pasta. Same thing, massive quantities of pasta, which is, again, a really good thing to store. Um, trying to think what else. We have lots of different stuff because we've been freeze-drying as well. So some of those buckets... 
and the totes are just full of freeze-dried me full meals but um yeah one of those five gallon pills is uh, raw milk powder i'm thinking we probably have that in mylar bags inside that pill so uh, that's basics i would suggest start with that if you 40 bucks i think if is enough uh, would buy you enough non-organic oat groats to fill that pail so that's almost anybody can afford that so it's buy just buy that stick it in the closet in your apartment or wherever you live and and has have that as, as security as backup and along with that so the ba very basic needs would be that and water right so i would always have a filter on hand i've got the berkey water filter right here got a couple of spare uh, filters over here and also i've got several uh, filters stored as well and these things are ridiculously expensive you can buy Berkey filters or even buy some other filters put a put holes in the bottom of five gallon pails and melt these uh, filters in there and filter your water that way so that's a good way to do quantities you can boil water and if you're collecting it just from the stream or something like i did here do here uh, but if you can find spring water i've got a spring on the edge of the property here that's completely safe water like an artesian spring that feeds the creek and that has been tested by the local hunters over the years over the last 70 70 years literally and it's safe so i've got that um, but one thing we discovered when we were living in the cabin, just my wife and I, I was collecting five-gallon pails of stream water, and that's what we were using for bathing and cooking, or bathing and cleaning. But for eventually, what we found for uh, drinking is that we could go to the local fire department. Uh, there was two fire departments uh, that we, as we were shopping, we'd go into town, take these five-gallon pails, but also proper water storage totes like I've got here, and we'd fill up at the outdoor spigot at the fire department so that was handy um, and then having uh, portable water filters as well so I use a Katad um, and uh, be free filter it's a little water bottle basically uh, I've got a gravity filter I think maybe from the same company I've got Sawyer mini and another Sawyer water filter these things are easy to, to carry they're relatively cheap and they'll save your life basically um, the other thing you can do is just get iodine pills or chlorine pills and you know water treatment tablets and do that as well or do that as well as the filtering so a few options there so anyway i think that's going to be it for this video i want to talk more like this to give you a lot more tips like where i would um, start if i was starting over again like clothing for example i want to get into but um i think uh <laughs> cut this short i've already rambled on enough but um, if you want, if you're more, if you're interested in hearing more of these types of tips, like how, where to start, how to start, what to focus on, how to make more money, how to invest money, how to pay off debt, I've got all kinds of things because I've done it all over my lifetime, a lot of failures and and now success. So I'm hoping I have something to offer. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for watching. I appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you back here at the cabin next time. Take care. Mm -hmm.